0: with Infinite Ammo Syndicate to talk about our top 10 horror games. What we did was we worked together to come up with a list for each podcast. And some of us played all the games, some of us played a couple of them. But thank you guys for joining us and I'll throw to you guys to introduce yourselves.
1: So my name is Renegade Operative. I am the host of the Infinite Ammo Syndicate. I'm glad to uh, talk to you this morning about horror games and all type of... Spooky stuff with our list. So I want to pass the baton to my other co-host, which is Tolkien.
2: I am Lady Tolkien. I am a co-host of the Infinite Amos Syndicate, and I am super excited to be here to talk about horror games, as that is uh, sort of my new niche. I love playing horror, so.
0: Ooh, all right. It's Brewies, too, right, man?
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. a little bit of horror.
0: Oh, just a little bit of horror. (laughs) We're having horror games for breakfast here. So it's an early recording for most of us. Not for me, though. All right. So how do you guys want to do this? Do you guys want to go with your number 10 or do you guys want us to go first? Whatever okay. works.
1: Okay. You've okay. got 10.
0: All right, Renegade, you want to go?
1: Uh, Sure, no problem. Actually, I, I think it'd be a good idea. Yeah, I'll go first. So for my number... 10 lists right here for my number 10 pick rather uh is fatal frame 2 i think this is a great game and sort of like the j-horror standard where you're walking around and was trying to find your sister and things get very complicated with a lot of ghosts coming into the equation uh one thing about this game is just the fact that it is based on pure 100 percent horror as more ghosts appear in the area, um, great exploration, uh, has a really great story. I, I think they enhance the story even from the first title. Uh, so if you're looking to get into something that is very supernatural, Fatal Frame 2 would be a good start.
0: Oh, I haven't heard of this game. free, have you? I have. Oh, okay. Did you play it?
3: Uh, a long time ago, yeah.
0: You got anything to add for it?
3: No, no. Solid pick.
0: Oh, okay. Tolkien, did you play this game? I have not. Mm. Is it something that you would play after that description? Um, Possibly. I'm not huge in the emulation area yet, so... Um. Uh, Hasn't it made it to your niche? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't played that game. But it made your top ten, so out of ten, what would you rate it, I guess, like, out of ten stars
1: i will say a nine i i I think it's definitely enhanced as far as comparing it from the first one to the second one because i feel the first one if you have like very bad nerves it, it gets a little draining because each encounter is a ghost encounter and they don't have you have any room to breathe so the second one kind of spaces things out and it's like a lot of plot with the Shrine Massacre that you'll find out later in the game. So I would give it a nine. I think it's a pretty solid experience so far.
0: Yeah, I was just uh, vibe checking to see how high your expectations were for this list. So I would imagine everything's at least a nine.
1: <laughs> nine or I don't know about ten, but maybe nine, eights or sevens. Uh, it could be some tens on here. Maybe I'll surprise you.
0: Oh, OK, OK. Our number 10 pick is a game that I really like that Furry couldn't stand, but I made him put it on this list. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really doesn't like this game. And he could go into why, but <laughs> it is Until Dawn. And... Ooh. Ooh, yes. Okay. Uh, is that uh, happy? Like, ooh.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. that's really happy because I think Until Dawn is just one of those games that... It's so engrossing with the characters and the setting and everything. We talked about this before on our podcast with the episodic discussion.
0: Yeah, so I really liked Until Dawn. My experience playing this game was uh, actually watching someone play it for the first time. Back in college, some kid brought his PlayStation and we all sat in the dorm common room every night. And you would play a couple hours and everyone in the room would be like, oh, no, go that way. So my first run through with the game was with a bunch of friends. but. The atmosphere of the game is just so creepy because it's in the woods, and I just feel like nighttime in the woods is just scary on its own. But what I really liked about this game, if you don't know what it is, is you play as multiple characters who go up to a friend's ski lodge, and things out there in the woods aren't quite what it seems, and you think you know what's going on for most of it, but... As it uncovers and you learn more about the history of what has happened out there, I just, I felt really compelled to just keep playing. But obviously I like this game. Someone else here doesn't. So, for me, <laughs> why did you not like this pick?
3: I just didn't get into it, a single character in that game. Why? I don't I really, I can't put my finger on it. I just loaded it up, but I had to go on it because like, everyone built it up to be this thing. I think my expectations might have been higher because of the hype around it. But yeah, it's just not for me.
0: Hmm. You don't like that choice based horror?
1: No. <laughs> Fair Are
0: enough. either of you guys interested in the quarry that's coming out?
1: Yes. Um, yeah. I want to sort of get back into streaming because I haven't done it for like months so that would be a great game to sort of get into a little bit of horror and see how it is and also they have David Arquette which was Officer Dewey in the Scream series so I always liked that guy with his enthusiasm and everything and I felt like as soon as I saw him I'm like yep I'm sold on this game I want to play it right now
0: what sold you Token?
2: Um, on the quarry um basically same as ren plus uh i didn't get a play until dawn because it was a playstation exclusive um but i watched tons of gameplay on it and then i actually ended up playing through the um uh, house of ashes uh the dark pictures uh, group i've played all those and Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed those so far so um the whole uh, turn base like um survival horror games like that where you play as the different characters and make choices and how the choices affect your later game i really find that an interesting concept in horror games
0: i would agree free are you going to be playing the quarry or do you need to see more
3: i'll probably just pass
0: (laughs) oh man he's he's out on them fine (laughs) i won't shit on you anymore we'll throw to you guys for your number nine pick then
2: Okay. Um, Number nine, I decided to pick Phasmophobia. Um, I thought it would be interesting to put a multiplayer or two on the list um, instead of just single player. And I just started getting into Phasmophobia. So basically, it's a four player online co op uh, horror game where you take your team and go into different um, scenarios, houses that have different kinds of ghost schools that all um, do different things and you have equipment to figure out which ghost, um, is haunting the premises. And it's just a lot of fun, um, seeing people get chased and trying to figure out what's haunting you. and and I just thought it's a really fun game to play in a group.
0: Yeah, I've played this game too. Renegade, do you have anything to add to Phasmophobia?
1: unfortunately i have the game on steam but it's been quite hell this week to sort of get all the other content out so i haven't had the time to play it but i do want to play it i'm curious and i've seen streamers play it before and i always get told to not shit talk the ghost because if you <laughs> do he'll come out and kill you so that's probably the first thing i'm gonna do like the idiot i am
0: yeah i I liked Phasmophobia playing with friends. I never played alone, but I never played in a serious manner. So I would move stuff around the house and try to convince my friends that something was going on in a room. So I feel like I never gave the game a chance for it to be scary to me. But, Furry, you you played Phasma, right?
3: Yeah, I loved it.
0: All right. What did you like about it?
3: Uh, Just the sheer panic that the game could create.
0: (laughs) You got any stories?
3: The uh, best one was when we first started streaming with a couple of guys from work. One of them really is against all this sort of stuff. He's not into it at all. Um, we, we start talking about stuff, and he's the one to walk away. So we went down to the basement. We were trying to hunt down the ghost, and then it turns out he was left upstairs with the ghost, and he just kind of shriveled up on camera, screaming, oh. like, oh, no. Ah! And we were like, what's happened? Went upstairs, and he was dead
0: i would imagine he didn't play with you again after that
3: no he didn't he couldn't have
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I saw that coming all right furry why don't you take number nine on our list
3: uh i've got alien isolation Tell us about it. it was a really good time between the alien movies i thought giving you a different perspective from ripley's daughter Uh, It's got a good combination of combat and non-combat with the different enemies you've got in the game. So you could fight like the androids, but you couldn't physically really do much to the alien. A lot of it was based off like you move sensor, which got you thinking, how do I hide? Can I outrun? So it was one of those that give you a bit of everything, but always kept you quite tense, I thought.
0: Yeah, I played this game, and like our number 10 pick, I didn't like this game. So, (laughs) I have a problem with being stealthy. I'm very bad at it. Mm -hmm. And I hate that I can't defend myself. So, the the alien pissed me off more so than scared me. And the scariest part about this game was when you went into the like the nests and those scorpions. If you missed the scorpion, it would jump and it would block your whole screen. That scared me more than anything else in this game. <laughs> <laughs> did you two guys play this?
2: Um, I have not, I did buy it. It's on my steam, but I do plan on playing it eventually, but I have heard really good things about it.
1: Yeah, I'm in the same boat as her, except, i'm a bit more of an alien fan so i kind of know what to expect when i play this game and i've seen like a lot of extensive gameplay so far it looks like it will be pretty dope because i really enjoy stealth games it's just that i haven't had the time to get around to it but when i do there will be plenty of screams and terror and running out of the basement because i'm pretty sure is going to blow my mind in terms of sneaking around and getting caught by the alien i see people just my friend has like this game and he always gets caught by the alien like every single time i'm like dude this is gonna be me in the next few months so don't worry about it
0: yep i (laughs) swear to god that alien just knows where you are even if you play on easy mode it just knows where you are but for me didn't have a problem with that i would assume
3: no i enjoyed it again fan of the film so kind of knew what to expect but yeah, it does keep you on your toes.
0: Yeah, I I haven't seen the film, so I guess I didn't. I really went in blind. <laughs> All right, we'll throw to you guys for your next pick.
2: Okay, number eight uh, was another one I end up really enjoying was Dead by Daylight, another multiplayer. Um, horror game um a lot of people really enjoy this game um it's been out for quite a few years i believe it's been out since like 2015 so it's been a while but um i really like the horror aspect of it in the sense of they're always bringing in new killers and survivors based off of horror movies and other horror games and you go into every game not knowing who you're going to play against And uh, it's another game that's really fun to play with a group of friends. Um, And uh, it's another game we try to get Ren to play with us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, I really enjoy it. I think they've done a really good job over the years, adding more and more killers and survivors.
0: But you haven't played with them, I would assume, Renegade?
1: no i have not uh it's just one of those things where it's like eventually i'll get to it when i get to it but i am curious and intrigued because once again big horror fan big horror movie fan so i felt like this game and this is going to be a weird comparison but hear me out I felt like this game was literally like just the Fortnite of horror, where they're adding in all these characters and all these DLC packs from other horror games or horror movies. And I'm like, they literally have everybody. They're making like some sort of cinematic universe because I see Ghostface running around and I see the girl from the ring running around. So I'm like, it does give me morbid curiosity.
0: Fortnight of horror. That is very much (laughs) an interesting take, but I can understand your point of view. (laughs) (laughs) I love Dead by Daylight. Fruity and I played a lot during the pandemic with a friend, and I think we burnt him out (laughs) on Dead by Daylight. (laughs) But I really like this game. Like you said, every match is different, and I really like the strategy aspect of Dead by Daylight. Fruity, what do you got to say on your mixed feelings about this game?
3: I don't believe you have a strategy when we've played Dead by Daylight.
0: Incorrect. I save my friends and I do my work.
3: I don't don't believe it. She doesn't save her friends. She finishes. I save my friends.
0: Um,
3: No, I I enjoy it. Um, I do think they need to revamp some bits of it to try and keep it a bit fresher because the base game hasn't really changed in that sense. But they do nail it with bringing out some of the better DLC characters. So like the Ringu was, like, the latest one. That was pretty cool, yeah. seeing it, like, crawl out of the TV and stuff next to you when you weren't quite paying attention. But um I'd quite like to see Chucky appear in this, and I don't really understand why he hasn't yet.
0: Hmm. Maybe you'll manifest it here.
3: Who knows? Who
0: knows? <laughs> yeah, I love me some *Dev by Daylight. You want to throw it to our number eight pick?
3: Go for it.
0: No, you, you, you picked it.
3: Right. I'm going to old school, eight pages of Slenderman. Oh. This is an old gem that has been abused something chronic with all these little spin-offs. But the main principle of this was just to find eight random pages on trees or tanks or whatever was just in this weird area you were put in. No concept to it, no backstory, just being stalked in the woods. And if you looked at the guy, your screen just turned to static. And I still don't think many games have given you a better jump scare than your first gameplay of the Slenderman.
0: Yeah, I played this back in, I think it was middle school. I don't ever remember beating it. So if you collect all eight pages, what happens? How do you, like, I don't know how you win.
3: <laughs> you, you don't really win. From what I remember, oh. you just got the eight pages. It told you, you got the eight pages, and then that that was about it.
0: Does the game end, or is like he like, you, you
3: gets you eventually? But it's just whether you got the eight pages or not.
0: Oh, okay. Did either of you play Slenderman back in the day?
1: No, no. So I can I can easily say I haven't. Uh, I I know of like how the character himself sort of blew up in media, uh, and how he had like. A live action adaptation, a full movie—I don't even know how that happened, but I do remember bits and pieces of this occurring when they finally put him on the silver screen.
0: Tolkien, oh, did you play it?
2: No, I have not, but I am very familiar with the character and how popular he was in media.
0: Yeah, when we were making this list, I thought this was such a unique pick, and it made sense, like, instantly when you picked it, because I remember mm-hmm. being, l- the, like, 12 or whatever, being terrified. I, my friend played it on her laptop, and I just sat next to her, and we were at a sleepover, <laughs> and that was our little fun that night. But, yeah, I thought that was a, that was a good pick. What do you guys got for number seven?
1: well i have to carry the next three picks for us because uh one of my co-hosts is sort of indisposed but for number seven i have eternal darkness i recently played this for the channel and we recently um talked about this on the podcast eternal darkness is one of those gamecube exclusive games that you just have to play it will blow your mind in terms of horror and they were doing things back then that were wild like sort of manipulating the game they had the sanity meter where they sort of put this there and it's like if you got hit or if your sanity went low then they will start doing things that will break the fourth wall that will screw with you like maybe for example you're in a room and your head just happens to pop off on the floor like a meatball and then you have to pick it up and then it's a key item and then you get this weird chant in your ear talking about how, you know, things are coming to kill you and then the screen just reversed back to normal. So they really like to do things to manipulate and screw with the player, which is kind of a lost art in some games these days that rely on like way too many jump scares. And I felt like this was something unique and different. Like, there's no other fear than getting your save data deleted. And they were trying to tamper with stuff like that. And then it goes back to normal. So I really like Eternal Darkness. I would probably give it like an eight. I I wouldn't give it like way too high because I do feel like the game is a bit too easy in spots. But the only way to play is with low sanity meter.
0: I I haven't heard of this game, but Tolkien, have you played it? No, I have not, actually. Bruey?
3: I think I have. I'm trying to remember. Is this one where there's a book on, like, a joint hand statue? And if you mm-hmm. take the book, it closed.
1: Well, there, there is a book in the game called The Tome of Eternal Darkness. It looks kind of bony in a sense. But, yeah, there is, like, some sort of book that you pick up, and it tells you, like, stories of different characters from differing time periods, which also made it unique as well. Yeah, yeah I remember now.
0: Now we're getting some throwbacks here. (laughs) Speaking of which, our next pick is a throwback. Frui, what's our number seven pick?
3: The game that never was Silent Hill's PT. So Yeah,
0: um, Yeah, tell us about it.
3: The old PS4 exclusive demo uh, for the new Silent Hill series that we were all meant to get and we're still waiting for. Uh, It was a really mind-blowing twisted demo so it's just a repetitive hallway but depending on actions you took uh, you not unlock something it's slightly change so pictures had moved doors had open. um you'd have to trigger certain events but some of the stuff just was mind-boggling like the weird fetus baby in the sink and yeah <laughs> proper twisted proper silent hill and then we never ended up with it
0: Did either of you play P.T.? Because I did not.
2: No, I did not. I am very familiar with the Silent Hill series, and I've seen the movies, but I never had a chance to play the games.
1: I have, actually. uh, I thought at first that it was super cryptic. Honestly, I didn't even download this demo until I heard people say that it was basically a teaser for the new silent hill so you're walking around in this looping corridor sometimes you might have a ghost that will be like sort of patrolling the area and things get a little bit more twisted or things change a little bit more as you go through each looping door i remember one in particular where it's like a hanging red light just swinging back and forth and you look up to the balcony and you'll see the ghost lady just staring there looking at you and then she goes away so they start to really mess with your mind a little bit and it's like how do i escape this looping corridor right and i know it's a certain pattern and then you finally get the teaser which honestly blew my mind having kojima do like a silent hill game that was something riveting it sucks they took it away from us but there's been rumors and rumblings that maybe sony might buy konami until i actually see it i'll be excited but yeah it's one of those things in history where it inspired like so many first person like horror games, and so many people are like so ambitious to do something equivalent to PT, so I think you know, putting more horror on the market, that's definitely something worth savoring.
0: Furi, what do you make of Sony getting Konami?
3: Honestly, I don't care. I just want a Silent Hill game. (laughs) I'm so angry that, like, Xbox bought all the rights, and they did nothing with it. I will never understand that. So, by all means, Sony take it, make it, I'll buy it. Shut
0: up and take my money. All right, let's go to our number six pick over there.
1: Let's see. Uh, Sorry, I got a little sidetracked. Okay, so this is another very obscure game that a lot of people might not know about, but this is Haunting Ground. This was a game by Capcom all the way back in the day. I think it was like mid 2000s. But basically, you play as a girl and she is lost in this giant estate. And it is a very dark storyline, very dark subject matter because basically people want the womb inside of her and the baby and everything. And it gets a little hectic as you go on in the storyline you sort of get these pursuers where they will chase the girl all over the estate and you have to avoid them the interesting thing about this game is that it's sort of a it's like a sort of homage to the clock tower games in the past where that is another obscure series where you have to run away as opposed to fighting but you do get a dog that will defend the character so there's a little bit of leeway in the process but the dog can get hurt you have to care for him if you're not like really watching him he'll be disobedient so it's a lot of push and pull with the gameplay and i thought that was very interesting for capcom standards because you're normally used to your resident evils and dino crisis back then but this was something where it was like it was like completely different in terms of combat uh pursuing and running away. So if you haven't played it, I would 100% recommend you check it out. I give this game a 9. It definitely deserves it.
0: I like the dog. I haven't played this game, but I could use a companion to help me out. Tolkien, have you played this game? No, that is yet another
2: one. <laughs> I never got the chance to play.
0: <laughs> hey, your backlog for horror games is growing <laughs> this episode. Yeah, exactly. Hurry, did you play this game? I have not, no. Does it sound like something you would play? Yeah. Yeah. I like the puppy. That's what got me. But I have a sneaking suspicion the puppy doesn't make it.
1: <laughs> leave that up to interpretation, but <laughs> your gameplay will predict the endings. So Ooh. you have to be you have to be very conscious of him and how you take care of him.
0: Ooh, okay, okay. It's in your hands. Yes. All right, Frui, what do we got for number six? My king you represented.
3: Devotion, which was a very controversial time back in 2019 because it got removed from Steam and all sorts. But it's a Taiwanese horror, which is uh, all based around a dad's devotion to his daughter in a talent contest. Doesn't sound the most thrilling when it comes down to a horror game. But it's like again, it's kind of like PT. You you're in repetitive loops. Um, some of the things you do later on in the game are really dark. So uh, you, uh, your daughter becomes ill. Um, you end up getting involved with a cult to try and do anything you can to get your daughter to succeed. Uh, th- that I know towards the end of the game, you physically have to remove parts of your body in. Offer to sacrifices like your tongue and your eyes. So it's a really uncomfortable game, but if you can get through it, it's mind blowing in the sense that this repetitive loop. But then you could walk into a room and a, a wooden statue of your daughter would just be like behind you, and then you turn around again, and whatever was in front of you is now gone. And you turn around again, and then she's gone. So it's just a constant psychological battle. To try and determine what's going on until very, very late in the game, where you the the trip switches in your head that oh okay this is all kind of a dream and I'm just reliving everything I've done.
0: That game sounds so gory. Is it really? It sounds very gory. Am I? It's not
3: gory until the end when you start doing this like you reenact what you did with this witch doctor. That's when the gore kicks in.
0: i can't handle gore but the premise of this game sounds really cool i just don't know if i could handle it (laughs) do you think i could
3: probably until the tongue part because the the noises alone is pretty
1: accurate for what you'd expect you're doing
0: hmm okay have either of you played this game
1: nope honestly I've, i've never heard of it until now
2: same. I've never heard of it, but the I went and Googled it really quick while you were talking about it, and it looks really interesting.
0: Adding it to the backlog? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this sounds... I don't know if I can handle it, but it does sound really intriguing. What do you guys have on your number five?
1: Okay, this is very easy in terms of recognition, so a lot of people might know what this game is. This is Resident Evil 3: Nemesis, the original PS1 game. So basically, the gist is simple: You're Jill Valentine. You're trying to escape the city, getting the final evidence you can for Umbrella, and everything goes to shit. So all the zombies start pouring out, and everyone starts getting affected from the affected water, and you have to do your last escape. Well, in the meantime, in the process of doing this they basically sent out, our umbrella the evil overlords they send out a enhanced tyrant model called the nemesis and he is the main draw of the game he's like basically a final boss in the beginning of the game pursuing you from area to area to area which made it a little bit more unique than resident evil 2 Uh, You have to do everything to survive, run away, or fight because he will kill you at every single second. This game sort of upped the tension for the Resident Evil franchise, making it a little bit much harder than normal, but that's why people kind of like it so much. Um, It sort of created a feel and atmosphere while continuing storylines from the original Resident Evil 3 with the character um, that was Jill Valentine. I mean, the original Resident Evil 1 uh because she's from resident evil 1 obviously so i give this game high praise i think it got an 8.8 in my review because it's just really good but obviously there are some things that really don't work as well like the dodge mechanic for example that's a little bit wonky in the original game and they also remade this oh yeah oh yeah they remade it yeah it's it's not as good but again i liked it for what it was so i'm I'm not gonna crap on it or anything but yeah i if you want to play the remake right now you can do that or if you want to play the original you can obviously emulate or go to the ps3 store and see what's happening
0: okay have you played this
2: game I have not. I am a really huge fan of Resident Evil, and I do have the remake, which I have yet to play (laughs) on the backlog, but um, I never took much interest in the older ones. It's the graphics for me. I like the newer graphics. I don't think I could get into the older games for that reason.
0: Queen, I'm with you. (laughs) I, I am currently making my way through the Resident Evil franchise. I'm still on the first game. And it's taking me a little bit because there's no quest log. There's nowhere to like really track where you're going. So I feel like I'm taking longer than the average person. So my review for Resident Evil Three, tentative at the moment. But I know Furby's played this game, so I'm sure he has more to say than I do.
3: Yeah, I, I love Resident Evil games from start to finish. Um, I, I did like the remake, but he is right. Please go and play the original first. Uh, the the remake does cut a fair bit out like story yeah
1: story and gameplay mechanics too so there's a fair bit of cut content and that's why it's recommended to play the original because you're gonna see like the full scope of the game there was also like a choice system that was also cut uh so you might get an opportunity to sort of like maybe open a valve or knock nemesis out depending on the situation, it could even change the story. So you might end up in different places on the map, or you might end up uh, fighting different enemies because of it. It was a very unique system that, unfortunately, was left on the cutting room floor for the remake.
3: Yeah. I just remember like being able to get rid of Nemesis pretty early on at the petrol station, and you don't even visit one in this one.
1: Yep.
0: Hmm. I wonder why they changed so much
1: i don't know um it it apparently probably has to do with development and the fact that on the heels of the re2 remake they were like you know what we we really got like a lot of people putting eyes on us now let's just do this and sort of put up a hodgepodge of teams which probably had too many cooks in the kitchen wanting to do different ideas because it was like i think two to three development teams on resident evil 3 remake so that might have muddled the vision so to speak
0: i'll get there when i get there i'm trying guys i'm trying <laughs> it was my new year's resolution to play through <gasps> um resident evil games this year oh man so i'm working on it Three. what we got for number five
3: we have got condemned the criminal Mm. origins. So you played a SCU officer, if I remember rightly. Uh, You'd show up to scenes of murders, um, but conveniently, they were all people that you were chasing. So they'd all be other killers and whatnot, and it was a big game of cat and mouse between you and whoever you were were after at that time. You you would have have to like forensic the scene so you find pools of blood to try and work out where it come from the weapons this sort of stuff but there was nine out of ten of them there was always somebody watching you while you were doing it so it's first person it's very dark it's very gritty so one that i remember straight away was like you were in an office and you heard like while you're inspecting some bits uh you heard a rustle which kind of got you on edge. And then when you look up and look between the shelvings, there's just a pair of eyes looking back at you. Oof. It's a case of trying to get around the other side before they darted off and trying to follow them this way, that way. But um, it's, it's it just reminds me of a, a, fil- a good film back in the day um, where it, cop and murderer face-off reveal... And it was just a very good psychological horror, because no matter what you did, you were never quite safe. Because there was always something around the corner, or when it got really tense, someone had knocked something over by accident, but it was enough to tip you over the edge of thinking, oh God, is it time?
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is how I go out.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I haven't played this game. Free is doing a killer job carrying my ass. (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> it sounds really interesting. Have either of you played this game? Uh, um,
1: can't say I have actually.
0: I have it, however, I do have I do own
2: it on Steam. I did hear about it and bought it and I plan on playing it for my channel. I just haven't yet. So it's uh nice to hear uh, it being on the list and that's that good. So now I'm excited for it.
0: Again, another <laughs> title on the Tolkien backlog. <laughs> yep. I hope someone's counting. This girl's got all the games on her backlog. (laughs) All right. What do you guys got for number four?
2: Um, Number four we got is Tormented Souls. Um, I really, really love this game. We did a pod in the IIS server about this a little bit ago, and I had never heard of this game. It came out uh, fall of last year indie developer and um I'd never heard of it. I got asked to play it so I did fell in love with it. Played through it multiple times, but basically it's uh, a classic survival horror game. They took the tank controls and um fixed camera angles like you would play in the older survival horror games like Resident Evil and um kind of modern modernized it a little bit. You basically play as a girl who's trying to figure out The disappearance disappearance of a pair of twin girls in a hospital that's kind of like a huge mansion. So you go through and you do tons of puzzles and there's enemies and you use like the environment and whatever weapons are around. So like a crowbar and nail gun to defend yourself as you go through and try to figure out what happened to them and who she is and it's a really fantastic well done game and i think more people should play it
0: Hurry, have you played this game
3: i have not no but i have seen it
0: is it something you're interested in adding to your backlog
3: it will probably make its way into my backlog eventually yeah
0: Mm. all right yeah that sounds interesting i I'm kind of impressed so far with the list. We haven't had any crossover yet, so everyone's (laughs) learning about new horror games to play, which is really exciting. What do we have on our number four list?
3: We've got an iconic Five Nights at Freddy's.
0: (gasps) (laughs) Sounds like we got a fan.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But, um, again, just something really unique for the time and made you think a lot more than some horror games do. So you had, like, your power. That was your your essentially life meter for this game. You could occasionally fluke it in the last hour if you ran out at the right time and then just hope to God no one decides to pop up. But (laughs) I like the fact that it wasn't so much as just cheap jump scares. There'd be ones where you'd be flicking through the cameras and then, like, you'd physically see a camera go down, but then the camera like, behind or in front, they'd just appear and they'd be looking at the camera as if to say, I'm on my way. But (laughs) then, uh, when you've got, like, flashing lights at the doors, and if you again, when one got close, if you flashed it, it was just like a oh, God, they're there, because you wouldn't see them. But it was just that constant rotation of flashing cameras, doors, but also being so mindful with that power bar otherwise it was just GG and then the jump scare with Freddy.
0: So this is the first game you're referring to, right? Yes. So I would assume, in your opinion, this is the best one out of all of them?
3: Um, number two was good, but I think after that, it, like, after number two, the spin-offs become better than the main series for me. Some of the okay. stuff the fans made. Ooh. Because all like, the lore and stuff behind them was a bit better. But... The first game opened up so much for so many people
0: yeah this is a game i haven't played but i'm familiar with the gameplay and how creepy it is a friend i watched a friend play parts of it and it's just chucky cheese on drugs i mean oh my god it's it looks very interesting have either of you guys played this game
2: Uh, yes, a little bit. Um, I'm a real scaredy cat for me loving horror. I get scared so easy. So I do more um, watching other people play Five Nights Freddy's, but I've been very familiar with it since it came out. And I've watched as it's progressed in games. And I actually bought the newest one. Um, and I have yet to play it, but I do love the series. It's a very unique take
1: um, and really fun. I can easily say I have not, but I am familiar with that bear. I see his <laughs> damn face everywhere and I'm like, oh my god, it's all over the place. Uh it's definitely that's definitely one of those other things that blew up in media. If it wasn't Slender Man, it definitely was Five Nights. Uh so I haven't played it, but I've seen Fast Bear, believe me, I, I know he exists.
0: So is this going to be on your backlog, Renegade? I
1: I don't know, because it's, it's one of those things where it's like I would play it, but I also don't know if I would ever have the time to get around to it. There are those backlog moments where it's like, there's that one game in there that you never know you're going to play any day, actually. And if I had like Five Nights, that would be one of those games.
0: Hmm all right maybe a future steam sale well i'm pretty sure the games are pretty cheap but
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe it will make its way
1: just maybe just a little bit of thought <laughs> maybe. there.
0: maybe a little <laughs> ominous you know i don't know if i'll play it but i i don't know it's it's i'm a little bit of a scaredy cat i would say too <laughs> but i mean that's part that's part of the thrill isn't it
2: mm-hmm.
0: yep yeah all right let's work our way into the top three what do you got for number three uh
2: number three we've got evil within um -hmm. another one i absolutely adore i can't tell you how many times i've played this game (laughs) but um it was developed by the same developer who made resident evil um and Basically, you take over the role of a detective, and you and your partners go to investigate a um, a murder at a, a hospital. I believe a psychiatric um, hospital, and you get there and see some disturbing things. And you get knocked unconscious, uh, wake up in this other world with these awful creatures after you, and you're basically trying to use limited resources and stealth to make your way through and piece together where you are, what's going on, who's behind everything. And it's a really well done game. Uh, I have yet to play the second, but the first is absolutely fantastic. Very horror oriented, um, lots of traps, lots of different creatures, different weapons. It is a really well done game and I enjoy it
1: uh, very much.
0: Renegade, have you played this?
1: actually and i'm probably one of those weirdos that likes the second a little bit more because uh the first one has a lot of one-hit kill bosses and enemies with guns and they get on my last nerve so uh but i i mean as an experience i definitely liked evil within one for what it was it is definitely one of those challenging games that you will come across because it is a giant mountain to really cross because of how they developed the game, but it is 100% interesting. Like it is the Resident Evil director taking survival horror and putting his own spin on the psychological side. I, I think Ari was like a lot more visceral in your face. Whereas this is like, you don't know what's real and what's not because the world is shifting around so much like a giant wheel, so. I really did enjoy what it was, and it laid the foundation for a pretty awesome sequel.
0: Yeah, this is a game that I've seen advertised a lot. I haven't played it, I didn't know much about it, but it does seem pretty well liked. Furry, have you played this?
3: I have, and I did enjoy them both.
0: Do you have a preference over one or the other?
3: I think the second one's better than the first. Ooh. Ooh.
0: And why is that for you?
3: I kind of what Renegade said, like some of the bosses were, it felt like I was more in like demon souls with some bosses and it should have felt.
1: Oh, okay. It's it's pretty hard. Like the first one is no joke. If you're getting into that game, even as a first timer, because uh, the bosses will one shot you and it it gets a little bit annoying after a while when you're in the middle of the game, I got all these guns and uh, this guy can like, eat me like a fruit roll up in like five seconds. <laughs> so it it, it it sort of is that push and pull, whereas the second game is a lot more balanced and fair. Uh, you will get grabbed and stuff like that, but the bosses will not one hit kill you unless you're in like the hardest mode where someone throws a knife and you just lose all your health. But that's sort of like a difficulty based thing. That's par for the course. But uh, as it stands, I would say the second game is a lot more balanced Eat you like a fruit roll up. That might be the quote of the show.
0: (laughs) I I loved that comparison. (laughs) All right, Freebie, what do we got for number three?
3: We've got amnesia.
0: (laughs) Another fan (laughs) right here, (laughs) Tolkien.
3: So, again, it's very psychological in that sense that. um, You start off. You wake up somewhere. You don't know what's gone on. All you can remember is your name. Uh, So you've got to work your way through this giant mansion. It's a case of when the lights start going dim, your mind starts to run away with you. So it will start making things appear where they're not. You will start making up like monsters in your head that you will have to outrun and hide from. Um, There's Different like water monsters that you can't see, but you can see where they're going. Ooh. So there's like you got to jump across some crates, but if you jump in the water at any point, it's like a shark's just coming bombing at you. You can see the water's going mental, but if you can get out in time, you take no damage or anything like that. So it's all like very interdimensional, psychological, but again, bit of a cult sensation blew up out of nowhere, died off for a bit, and then someone else did a spin-off, and it just exploded again.
0: Is Rebirth the spin-off, or is that a proper sequel?
3: I believe that one's a proper sequel.
0: Okay, yeah, I claimed that on Epic Games for free, but I have the tendency to claim free games on Epic and then not play them, so maybe one day I will actually get around to downloading an Epic game that I've claimed, but have either of you played Amnesia? I think Tolkien has.
1: (laughs) I have not, unfortunately.
2: No, I actually haven't, but I do own them. Once again, another group of games I heard really good things about wanted to play for the channel. Haven't gotten to yet, but even more excited now that it's on the list.
0: Wow, what a fake out. Your reaction <laughs> made me think you played it. Yeah, I just, I heard the name and I was like, oh my gosh,
2: another one that I've heard really good things about. So it's nice to hear it's made the top 10. So it must be really good.
0: Yeah, she's going to be rearranging her backlog after this episode. Yeah, put all these in the front. Yeah, make it to the front log. (laughs) That's a term I made up a couple episodes ago, and I'm just going to make it a thing. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Top two. What do you guys got for number two?
1: There's no way that no one has not heard of this game. It's RE7, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. I mean... I don't know what more to say. I really love this experience. Uh it was the RE series once again trying to reinvent the wheel and go into first person horror for a first time. Uh a lot of people sort of cite PT as the success and honestly even if it was, it really shows that they tried to do it and make their own thing with it. I liked running around and messing with the bakers and trying to get out of this spooky scenario you play as ethan winters and he's in this very messed up situation and he's trying to find his wife so obviously there's some infection going on and the first thing that happens is she gets infected and she starts walking up the stairs like she's from uh what is it the exorcist so it's really (laughs) creepy and unsettling the first moment that you sort of boot into the game and deal with the situation this boss I loved it to pieces. I, I think it's a very great game. I think it's something that, you know, really made the RE series go back to the roots, go back to horror and say, hey, you know, we're doing this because RE6 had like several thousand exploding cars in the middle of the street, like a Michael Bay movie. What, what do we do from here? We got to go back and sort of hit the reset button.
0: Tolkien, have you played
2: Resident Evil 7? I have. And I probably love it just as much as Renegade does. I really enjoyed it going to first person. It was a really interesting spin. And I know a lot of people didn't like that they did that. But I really appreciate it. And I think it made it even scarier the way they did it that way. So yeah, it's one of my favorites.
0: I will make it there one day. It is <laughs> on the list, you know? Wrapping over up, Resident yep. Evil 1 <laughs> HD remaster, guys. So give me some time. <laughs> Review pending for me. But free. how did you feel about Resident Evil 7?
3: I loved it. It was so good. It takes... It, I've got to the point, I've played that many horror games, it takes something to catch me off guard, to make <laughs> me physically jump. So... I just remember at the start dealing with what my girlfriend proceeded to give the name of shovel dad <laughs> um when you're trying to loop around the living room with him and stuff like that I go upstairs out running by a mile ran up the hallway and he just comes smashing through that wall i was like i i threw my controller at that point because i was so confident i'd outran him so yeah it, it was one of the few that's actually got me to jump so it did well
0: So, Shovel Dad, um, what's he look like?
1: Uh, (laughs) pretty bald. (laughs) And he's, he's, he's a chunky boy, so... Chunky boy with the shovel? Yes, and he, he's kind of, he's kind of like Dirty South, sort of, he will yell and scream and, uh, he will call you very, very disgusting terms, but i i think it immersed you into the game taking place in louisiana and sort of showing that here's this family that really was like normal get this infection and then they lose their minds as it goes along uh one of the main like sort of inspirations for this game was evil dead so that just shows that like once again they show the insanity sort of kicking into high gear as things go along. And I think there's one famous scene at the dinner table that players are going to see where it it shows how crazy these people are. So just a little bit. Yeah, just a little (laughs) bit. You might see a lost arm here or there. It's just nothing. That's normal dinner. Ah, yes, of course it is.
0: (laughs) In any horror game. Limbs are delicious in horror
1: games. Mm.
0: (laughs) i'll make it there one day guys just give me some time
1: <laughs> i think you'll like it you you yeah. really enjoy it for sure
0: yeah i really enjoyed the
2: i played in the wrong order i started with resident evil 4 and that's the first one i ever played and fell in love with it and then played five six seven eight and now i'm trying to reverse and go back in order
0: again yeah i'm very much someone that wants to play the games in order so give me some time <laughs> there's a lot before the number seven yep <laughs> All right, Fruity. What do we got for our top two?
3: Speaking of plenty of limbs, Dead Space. <laughs> so yeah. you play as a engineer called Isaac Clarke, who is sent on a repair mission aboard this deep space mining ship. Uh, your partner is on this ship, so you're trying to. As you arrive, you walk into some next level of mess with just everybody dead pretty much as soon as you arrive. Uh, you go into the like um, quarantine chambers to get in and out. Uh, you see somebody just get ripped apart by a lot of limbs, basically. Guy comes in from the ceiling. His arms are very like, insect-like. So lots of flailing about, but everything in this game just wants to rip you apart at any chance it gets. Now, the beauty of it is you can fight back. And you can upgrade you, yourself in your suit. But it is very much a case of you do need to shoot limbs off these things before you can really get around to killing them.
0: So, oh, really gory. Yeah. Ah, so that's... This is a game that I've heard such positive things about, and I know it's getting a remake, so I'm tempted to hop into it. But I truly just don't do gore. I'd I much rather be jump-scared to death then handle I mean, gore it
3: is full of that as well <laughs> you can open a door and as soon as you open the door someone's on your face
0: oh uh, yeah that's a that's a one way to be greeted i would yep. say <laughs>
3: it's got some of the most like awkward things to sit through as well so like you, you've got to do injections in your eyes and the, like your spine it's uh, just all very oh uh, yeah
0: i don't know uh, why would you need to inject your eye with what
3: You'll find out one day.
0: I don't know if I will. Tolkien and Renegade, have you played this uh lovely gory game, Dead Space? Tolkien. <laughs> Once again,
2: on the list to do, but no, I haven't played it yet. <laughs> but yeah, I own them all, and I did hear about the remake, and that's kind of what got me into wanting to play it, as well as um a lot of people telling me it was a really good series and that I, I'd enjoy it compared to the previous games that I've played. So yeah, on the list. <laughs>
1: I played Death Space, actually I've played all of them. I am thoroughly excited for the remake. Uh, it's one of those games where it's like, sci-fi horror is also just as important. And the fear of the unknown and in space, no one can hear you scream. So I really appreciate how they try to incorporate this whole alien's parasitic organism and you have to like completely dismember them solve their limbs because if you Uh don't they will still come after you even like a headless chicken so you have to be very self-conscious of what you do and obviously the corridors being all dark and gritty and all just entranced with very uh nasty fungi you're going to want to really watch your surroundings i've had necromorphs pop out of vents behind me the sound design is also like super immaculate and you're gonna want to have like mess around system up because they will come behind you they will attack you the enemies are very l- relentless
0: i don't think i'm strong enough to play this game
1: <laughs> <truthfully>. <laughs> it
0: sounds just disgusting I, 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 (laughs) that's all I got. (laughs) I I truthfully don't think I am strong enough to play this game, but I'm glad that everyone else is enjoying it. (laughs) All right. It's time to reveal your number one horror game. What is it?
2: Okay. Our top pick is outlast
0: yes <laughs> oh my god we picked the same one for number one. Oh,
2: oh my gosh oh
1: man
0: <laughs> it was it's, about time
2: hey but it's then it's overall the best then i guess so we all uh, agree yeah.
0: all right <laughs> but, well tell us about it
2: um i uh, adore this game to pieces i played it for my channel as well as the second and the dlc and fantastically done i had never realized it was from an indie developer and it completely blew up and i'm so glad it did um to me it is like the epitome of a horror game i would love to play a lot of people like being able to fight back against the monsters and the things that are chasing you but i think it's scarier playing a game where you can't do any of those things um Basically, you play as a journalist who, on an anonymous source tip, breaks into a facility and discovers some awful, terrifying things happening in there and basically gets stuck and has to find his way out while also trying to do his journalist job. And um, you cannot fight back. You're basically, your only options are to hide or die practically. Um, no weapons whatsoever. You just just you and your camera in the darkness, recording everything that happens. And it's a fantastic game
1: to play if you're a fan of horror.
0: Renegade, what do you got to add to that?
1: I have played Outlast. Uh, I have not played much of it. I think I played it for a Halloween stream at one point and got a little spooked by it but i do overall enjoy the sort of aspect of running around with this camera and trying to figure out what's going on and these terrifying deformed people are chasing you around this complex uh one of the things that people kind of criticized outlast for is the fact that you can't fight back you have to run and hide uh but overall it's one of those things to me where the game was so well done that it didn't bother me too much It was definitely fun and entertaining. Uh, The only thing I didn't like about just Outlast in general is the sequel and how they handle things. I I thought that uh, the mechanics sort of got soured as we went to the sequel and things started to get unnecessarily challenging. Uh, A lot of artificial difficulty there, but the first game is certainly a phenomenon. I, I, I definitely will recommend playing it. And it's one of those indie titles where it's like, It came out of nowhere, so to speak, and blew up in popularity as well. So, Outlast is definitely a good time.
0: (laughs) Furi's definitely played this game. I've started it, and as I said about Alien Isolation, Mm -hmm. I am not good at stealth. I am not good at not being able to defend myself. So, my uh, my own setback is my (laughs) ability to play video games. (laughs) But it was very scary. I everything in the game just looks really ugly which is like scary like the monsters i mean but i would definitely say that it was it was good for the parts that i played it was very good and i just haven't been able to finish it because i'm terrible but (laughs) free tell us your feelings on outlast
3: love it (laughs) i thought whistleblower was amazing outlast 2 i'm i'm not a fan of I was really disappointed with that last two compared to the other two. But just the base game and Whistleblower, to be fair, gives you such anxiety around kind of every corner because you don't know who's attacking and who's not. You don't know who is chasing you at that point because there's several people that are after you throughout the game. And I think one of the main guys, Chris Walker... His story Mm. is really unique.
0: Why did the second game fall flat for you?
3: Because it, I I don't, I can't honestly say. I I thought it'd be good, like cult wise. I also think that point wasn't as good.
1: Maybe it's just uh, for me. It's just the enemies. uh, They're like in the first game is once again all about balance uh i i felt like you could perfectly get away no problem but in the second one is like why look get, get off my ass like why is this enemy like always behind me and I, I can't get away from them and they just telegraph to my location and kill me instantly like it's just really wonky and you're gonna have experiences where you're completely hiding you swear they don't see you and then all of a sudden they pull you out of a hole and uh kill you so (laughs) i had experiences like that on my live stream and i was like how was i seen or spotted it's like they just had some foresight and i i don't like stealth games like that where people find you and you're clearly like out of sight and that happened to me a couple of times on outlast too
0: yeah like give me a chance i I don't (laughs) think i would have one I believe there's a third game coming out. Am I mm. correct?
1: Yes, mm-hmm. it is called the Outlast Trials. Uh they actually have the ability to defend yourself because I see people setting up traps and they also have co op. So uh I think it's one of those games I'm definitely interested in looking forward to getting. And if you have like a buddy to play it with, then it does have co op. So that's mm-hmm. like an extra incentive.
0: Yeah, uh is this something you're going to pick up or were you pissed off after the second game
3: <laughs> I, I don't know I think I need to see more of it I think I've got Outlast for me is you can't fight back mm-hmm. and now this game it seems it's all about fighting back so I'll, I'm a bit on the fence I'll have to watch a bit of it first and then I'll make a better judgment call
0: Tolkien <laughs> okay, is that how you feel too or are you going to definitely buy it Yeah,
2: I'm kind of uh, on the same uh, um, perspective as Frui because I, too, really enjoyed Outlast for what it was, the not being able to fight back because it was so different from every other horror game. And I feel like they kind of um, faltered a little in allowing it to now become something completely different than what it started as. And I probably will end up buying it just because I'm a fan of the series itself um, and give it a shot. But I do wish they had kept it the way it was because that was unique to me.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I will make my way to last three. I mean, I got a lot of Resident (laughs) Evil to play through and also I'm bad at not defending myself. Well, that wraps up the top 10 horror games. And I was so surprised that it took us to just the last one to have an overlap <laughs> but yeah that was that was great i think everyone found new games to play yeah
1: mm-hmm. oh absolutely yeah.
0: for you find any games that you wanted to play yeah yeah i think so too i <laughs> mean it was definitely uh, they're going to be challenging for me but you know it is what it is <laughs> before we send you off properly thank you for coming on between two gamers and where can everyone find you guys
1: So, Tolkien, you want to go first?
2: Sure. Um, Anybody can find me on both YouTube and Twitter under Lady Tolkien and Lady Tolkien 7th.
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Renoperative underscore. You can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. You can find me on Twitch at Renegade underscore operative. And if you want to check out the group podcast channel that we do on our end, it is called the Infinite Ammo Syndicate where we do, you know, podcasts, uh, let's plays, reactions, movie reactions, all that little fun stuff on the channel. Uh, Currently speaking, I'm going to be working on, no, I think we finished the interview with the director and the CEO of Night Dive Studios. Uh, His name is Stephen Kick. And it was a really fun discussion. That guy said a lot of interesting things that he would like to revive, like Silent Hill, and he would like to remaster a lot of other stuff like Eternal Darkness. So if you're interested in retro gaming or retro horror gaming, give that podcast a listen.
0: Thanks, guys, for coming on Between Two Gamers, and I hope to talk to you guys soon. Yep, thank you for having us.
3: Same here, thank you.